1: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The TSW Roundtable is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Follow at... SW Commonwealth on Twitter and take your first steps into a larger world.
2: Hello there.
3: You want the bad news? Roger, Roger. The Force. It's calling
1: to you.
2: This is not going to go the way you think. Now you will experience the full power of the dark side.
1: That's not how the Force works.
0: I need someone to show me my place in all this.
3: This is madness.
2: Let the past die. Kill it.
1: It's a trap! Fulfill your destiny. No! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the TSW Roundtable. Once again, I am your moderator, Robert Cast, and we've got a really excellent show lined up for you this month. First, I need to introduce my co-host this evening, the Grand Admiral himself of Talk Star Wars, Mark. Hello there. Hello, Mark. This is, this is great. is How are you? Great. We pod together all the time, but we usually oh, end we up do. just talk, talking about comics. True. On what's that show we do? Uh, What's it called? TSW Book Fair,
3: TSWs, yeah. Comics, (laughs) I I, I don't.
1: (laughs) Which reminds me, we have we have a lot to talk about on the next episode because there has been a whole whack of comics that dropped on us this month. I need to get reading. Oh yes, (laughs) lots to cover. (laughs) Excellent. So, uh, as we do normally on the roundtable, we take hosts from around the Commonwealth, like Mark and myself, and we just talk to VIPs and patrons from the Talk Star Wars. Our
2: first Damn VIP man. patron
1: that's going to be joining us this evening is uh, American Matthew. You want to say hi to everybody, Matthew?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys?
1: How are you? Hey, Matthew.
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Absolutely. We've
1: had so much uh, Twitter interaction, and it's so awesome. And and we've had uh, – I had to call you or had to message you this morning – because we were a little short on uh, on on roundtable guests uh, there's a flu and a cold going around, and it's it's got me, but I'm just hanging on so but there's a uh, it's everywhere it's actually worldwide so but when I messaged you this morning, you were right on top of it, and you jumped on so thank you so much for joining us at, at yeah CERTA's.
2: no problem. I had such a blast hearing from you. I was at work and I hid under my desk and I was started to <laughs> <laughs> comment with you
1: that's awesome, excellent so um. Everyone might have noticed I I called you American Matthew. That's not because I'm I'm Canadian and I'm very ignorant. Uh, it's because we have <laughs> Mark's laughing. It's because we have <laughs> two Matthews on the show. Uh, next, I would like to introduce Australian Matthew. Welcome, G'day, everyone. How are we doing?
0: Very uh, Matthew, good. How are you, mate? Uh, brilliant. This is uh, my podcast cherry being popped right now. So this
1: oh, is quite super. exciting. Yes, yeah. we well we are very tender and gentle.
3: Do not worry.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 so this is
3: really t- it was a a f a metallian flavored uh show this evening, Rob, because yep. the I, other guest it. was a Matt, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's it's we have, we have mats all over the Commonwealth. Mats and Robs, we have a thing with I'm part of the Rob Rebellion. Yeah. They are magnificent. Rob Rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> the has to Public. Them, he has to rub Public. Matt
2: on the daily. That sounds so hilarious.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's. I've just published a Mattalian T-shirt in the store this evening.
2: Oh. oh no brilliant.
3: Way. Yeah. I have oh, to go really? and check that out. It is Metallica themed. It's, <laughs> it's in the <a> VIP group.
0: <laughs>
3: oh, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in the uh, we just had the Winter Olymp- Olympics kick off. I know in Australia and the UK you're probably not paying that much attention. I don't. I don't. Oh, see. Good, I had a look at it last
0: it. night. Saw a bit of the opening ceremony and everything. And oh, nice. Uh, yeah,
1: we give it a go. We've got about one or well, maybe two gold medals now. I think. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, but uh, in that, in the spirit of the Winter Olympics that are upon us, uh, we have uh, myself. I'm Canadian. Mark, of course, you're from the UK. Australian Matthews from Australia and American Matthews from the the states. So here we have we, uh, a real international roundtable. So wonderful thing. A wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. So, if uh, bear with us, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Skype is holding on with. Uh, I have I think I have some post-it notes and some bubblegum. So we're we're gonna we're gonna forge forward. And first, I'm gonna ask American Matthew. Uh, do you have any uh, anything you want to pass around the roundtable this evening?
2: Okay. Yes, I have a theory I was thinking about um, when I first came out of the Last Jedi, um, and Kylo brings Rey before Snoke. I noticed that it had tons of similarities to the Return of the Jedi. And I thought at first that it was kind of like a kind of a copy and I didn't really like that. And so I started thinking more about it. And to me, I don't know if this might not work, but if you guys think so, it's um, it's almost like a, a Sith ceremony or a Sith tradition that is carried out through Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi and The Last Jedi, where it's kind of almost where the Sith decide the rule of two. In this sort of a formula where they bring uh, a Jedi or a Light Force user before the you know, the Sith Lord and the Sith Apprentice. And in that is where the Sith determine their rank. I know Darth Maul was killed by Obi-Wan in Episode 1, but I'm pretty sure Dooku is already Palpatine's apprentice. So any change between the two happened in that kind of a formula where Anakin kills Dooku and then becomes Palpatine's apprentice. And in each one, there's always the Sith Lord sitting on his throne, where the Palpatine, he was handcuffed to it in the first one, but in the third one, he's sitting on the same thing. And it all seemed to mirror in each way. So my theory was is that it's kind of like a Sith ceremony or a introduction. Instead of just a copy or a nod, it's kind of almost like a Sith tradition that carries on and that's how they decide their rule of two. Or it's just some way that they preserve the balance between the Sith. I always know if that adds anything to it. To me, I like looking at it that way because I think it adds so much more to the scene that it's it's almost as though it's uh, it's uh, a carried on. Even though Snoke isn't technically a Sith, um, I was really thinking that that would really kind of ties them all together in a way that the Sith come into it, they bring in a, a, a Jedi before them, and they... They come to the. They come in knowing that the Sith are about to change in that uh, realm. Because I know uh, when Vader brought Luke before Palpatine, he uh, um, he thought he was going to replace Vader. So uh, anyway, I just thought you guys want to comment on that one.
1: Yeah, that that's excellent. Uh, first, uh, I'm going to throw it to Mark. What are your what are your thoughts on? on
3: yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this. Um this has been some that the whole Sith dynamic and the Ruler Two has been something that's fascinated me for years. And I like where you're coming from, Matthew, that it could be part of their ceremony that that's the way that they determine it's kind of a power play, but I also think there might be an element of hope there that maybe the ruler two might go away for at least one player in the mix, because otherwise it means someone's gonna go, right? And so in that right. in right. in Jedi it could mean that if um Palpatine favours Luke, Vader's days are numbered. And if, if, um, Vader's successful in getting Luke to side with him, then Palpatine's days are numbered. So it's like an unspoken desire that they're going to cast aside the ruler two. And I wonder how, how open that is really the, the, the ruler two, the Jedi know about it. But I wonder if in the Sith dynamic, if it's really that clear cut, um, when Vader and Palpatine have that conversation Empire, which is my favourite scene in the entire saga, they—it's um, not really—it Luke's disgust as this new player on the board can make us more powerful. It was—it wasn't sort of outright said one of us is going to go when this kid becomes powerful enough. So it, it seems to me like the Rule of Two on the Sith side might be known about, but sort of downplayed because of what the unspoken implications are that you're going to die. If I get my hands on this guy. Um, so I I like, I like what he's saying. I like the, the, um, the repeating, like the rhyming stanza of that moment where Ray's brought in, um, and what that implies. But like you say, he's not, Snoke's not a Sith. So the the same rules don't apply, but there is a rhyme there. That's kind of cool. Uh, but that's always been my read on it, that the Sith may not really address the rule openly, even though the Jedi do.
1: So,
2: Yeah, well, right, um, because... Go ahead, Mather. I'm sorry, because uh, the uh, um, even during the Clone Wars, they had assas Ventress and Savage Oppress, and just a lot of other uh, Sith assassins, but they weren't technically part of the rule too, so they're kind of loose with that.
3: Yeah, it's like the Inquisitorious, isn't it, that we're seeing in Rebels and we're seeing in the comic books, that they are like another tier beneath the the top two. They're a tier of lightsaber wielders that aren't quite fully formed Sith yet. They're almost being held back, I, I suppose, because they represent a threat, right? You don't give them too much power, too much leeway.
1: Right. Uh, Matthew Gilbert, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Well, I was just thinking before, like when I saw the movies, well, I did see the similarities between The Last Jedi and uh, Return of the Jedi. The, labor, the lightsaber just sitting on the side and... Even um, I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, Fat Man or Batman, and they even said, well, Luke could just do this and this, and Mark Goddard just goes, or oh, he could just, like, use the Force and vroom, and that's it, over. So when that scene happened, I thought of that moment from the podcast. So yeah. I was taken out of that scene for just that blip of a second. But when you're talking about the Master and Apprentice, well, it's always been the desire that the Apprentice should one day kill the Master, And in that moment, that's when the opportunity presented itself to Kylo, saying, this is actually something that I could do. At the end of the Praetorian battle scene and everything, he did turn to Rey, and in that moment of saying, we could do this together, but really she would become his apprentice to learn the dark way. So it's still kind of like, you know, the snake eating its own tail in a way. It still Mm -hmm. kind of ended up being that the apprentice destroys the master, and who knows, if Rey went down the dark side path, it could have been the same thing again just for Kylo.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent, actually, uh, more to Mark's point, uh, I maybe what you're thinking is this is what I always kind of thought at the the apprentice sith or dark side user wasn't always completely aware of the rule of two or thought mm-hmm. it was like soft cannon, as we say, or soft. you mean uh, uh, they, they just they they figure, oh, maybe there's room for three, or what's more than more likely is the apprentice that brings in the third party. Are always in every situation. Are always looking to dethrone the top guy, and you saw yeah. that with Kylo and, and Ray when when he when he dethroned uh, Snoke, and you also saw that with Vader. He wanted nothing more than to have Luke by his side and dethrone the Emperor. So maybe maybe the the middle the apprentice bringing in the third party is thinking, hey, if I create some sort of power struggle, you know, maybe we can topple the the head guy. I'm mm. not. Matthew, uh,
2: American Matthew, what do you think? Is that any sense to that or?
1: Yes, yes, I
2: definitely agree. Um, also, though, it does seem that it's it's a power play just between the Sith apprentice and the Sith uh, lord, like with Palpatine and Dooku. I'm not under the impression that Dooku knew that. I wasn't it that he thought they were going to capture Anakin or something like that, and he didn't know that Palpatine was going to off him. So it seems to be just a power play between the the Sith in how they have how the obviously Obi-Wan's kind of the odd man out on that one but um it does seem like it's quite the power play between them especially like uh Mark was saying that uh conversation with Vader and the Emperor in episode 5 is fantastic you really see that the Sith are like how is how is Luke going to change this dynamic
3: hmm. Yeah absolutely yeah, it, it's definitely something going on said, isn't it no one wants to acknowledge what the what the weakness of that dynamic is because Palpatine doesn't want to call him out on call it, in, in empire. Palpatine doesn't want to call Vader out and say, well, you're trying to replace, you're trying to dethrone me and take an apprentice. He doesn't want to say that. It's like, well, let's add him into the mix and see what all we can do. So it is like this unspoken, unacknowledged thing because it's such It's hard. It's just betrayal, isn't it? It's just full frontal betrayal,
1: also too between uh, those two scenarios with uh with Kylo and, and Rey Ray and then Vader and Luke the Emperor and Snoke are almost looking they're looking to see if they can trade up because the Emperor right, right. when he when he got Vader I it, it, Vader's literally half the man he used to be you yeah. know and he's older and he's been defeated a bunch of times and now he's thinking wow look at this I got his offspring which is he, he's only missing a hand. You I mean he's not missing all his limbs and 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 he needs to breathe in a helmet. 18 plus and also with Snoke he's looking at Ray going oh, who's this person like she had zero training she made it off Starkiller base and she managed to survive a uh, a saber fight with with Kylo like the head of the Knights of Ren like
3: yeah she kicked him didn't she
1: yeah exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I'm I'm thinking um uh Australian Matthew do you think uh, you think maybe it's just the the head guys letting this happen or setting this stuff up so they can kind of See if they want to trade up on their apprentice.
0: I think with a lot of Sith, it's just a matter of opportunity presenting itself. Like, yeah, uh, Palpatine—he was definitely one who plotted out an entire series of events to get him to where he is. But a lot of yeah, Sith. Opp- yeah, Sith often take opportunity when they see it, and they just—it's theirs for the theirs for the taking. So, it depends on how. For thinking a Sith is as well, I guess. So, like Darth Bane, he was the one who really well it's legends now, I guess, but he was the one who kind of re- fully reinstated the power of two. There should only be two Dark Side users. I admit, right, when yeah. I first saw um, Phantom Menace, and they mentioned the uh, there's always two master and apprentice, I thought it was only like master and apprentice, but there were like thousands of them in the galaxy, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, right,
2: right, right. But yeah, I also- think it's
0: just they're just so opportunistic that they'll twist and uh, corrupt minds even for their own gains. And if they see an opportunity to take like an upgrade, as you say, I mean, think of the maintenance bills to keep Vader alive, even surely that's not cheap. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you try and take Luke? If you think someone's going to be more powerful and useful to you and younger as well, they could out, you know, live a lot longer than Vader might. Yeah, absolutely. Why uh, wouldn't
1: you? American Matthew, Were you were going to mention something there.
2: I was just going to add to uh, Matthew's point that uh, this, the Sith are, are very big on their opportunity because uh, the Palpatine killed Plagueis in his sleep, didn't he? So it was kind of more of an opportunity, not so much that they had that that get-together with the Jedi as well. So it's more on, they just, I guess, you know, it's at the core, the Sith just want power. And they, they'll take it from whoever they want it from, whether they think a Jedi is more powerful or their master's old or their apprentice is weak. And they just want to accumulate the most power that they could possibly have
1: yeah absolutely especially if you because you're talking about uh, uh, legends and we know we discussed bane and Plagueis, and even when Plagueis, uh defeated his 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 master it was a spur of the moment thing i remember reading in legends that they were part of an avalanche and because his master was distracted temporarily trying to save them from uh from an avalanche in this mine that he was distracted long enough and Plagueis jumped on the on the fact going, Oh, he isn't, he's not reading my mind. He doesn't see this coming. And then he, he went ahead and killed his master. And it's, it's kind of a theme that runs through. It's almost like they're very, like you said, uh, it's very, they're very opportunistic. When For it sure. comes, comes to taking their shot, the same thing with Kylo. He's like, Oh, he thinks I'm thinking this. Oh, I've got him. I've got him. Like, there's no way he could have planned that to have, you know, Snoke take the saber, mm. put it exactly where he needed it. Like, it's not like he put it yeah. in a cabinet, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly you know, yeah, no, it, it had to be opportunity. I, I need to point out that um, Bane is is uh, canon. Oh yes, because oh, we'll get calls, Wars. we'll we'll get phone calls. Oh, it's yes. um, yeah. yeah it he was, <laughs>
1: Please correct that.
3: He was recanonized in uh, Clone Wars, played by Mark Hamill.
1: Yes, he is. Oh, he is canon, and also to <laughs> Plagueis is canon. Yeah, because of his, they mentioned him. Uh, the you mean the story of Darth Plagueis, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. So, yes. Um, but I'm just like I said, I'm just referring to the the actual Plagueis novel and, of course, the Bane novels where Bane literally wiped out all of the Sith and then took on a an yeah, and a lot of Jedi too. Oh, it t- yeah, he, he let off, uh, what it was it? What do they call it? a holocron, like a Sith bomb? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I know what it's like he again me. manipulated another Sith to do it as well, so yeah. Uh, I know it's, uh, I know it's not canon, but if you can get the, uh, I think it's what is it, uh, Who's the author? Drew? Uh shoot. I'll, I'll look it up but I should have, I should have known this off the top of my head. But it check cool? it out. The the Bane the Bane trilogy is really, really awesome. And it's it's I know it's legends and it's not canon anymore, but it's still it's worth a read. I've only so read the Bane. first book and yeah, it is brilliant. Oh they get they get they, it stays it stays the course. Cool. Right through. So uh awesome. So uh American Matthew, uh have we kind of answered your question or, or hashed yeah, it out. I
2: don't think so. Yeah, for sure.
1: Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. This is awesome. So I'm going to throw it to uh, Australian Matthew. Uh, do you have anything you want to pass around the roundtable?
0: Yeah, it was just about the, um, the Super Bowl trailers. Um, and we are talking about what it could be and all that kind of stuff leading up to it. And, you know, especially you, Mark, you were saying how they must have so much faith in it to go up against the Super Bowl ads for uh, Infinity, uh, Infinity War, Black Panther, Mission Impossible, and so on but I reckon it was just so incredibly smart to release the minor teaser trailer in all of that, just to say, Hey, we're still here. You can look at us and you know, we're in your memory. Also tomorrow, here's the big full trailer and they have a whole day to themselves. It kind of, it doesn't wipe out what happened at the Super Bowl, of course, for the ads, but it does hold a full day for themselves where people just go nuts over this full trailer. Um, has anyone like? Do you guys remember seeing that happen before, where they release a teaser and then the full one like the day after for Super Bowl or anything like that? Because I reckon it's brilliant for the advertising
3: team or marketing. Yeah, I team. don't, I don't recall this being done, being done before. Um, no, there's been a lot of teasers that have been well and truly anticipated. There was a Transformers one, one year, wasn't there, that everyone was looking forward to, that was in the in the Super Bowl. But no, I don't remember this being done. I think it's really smart. Really smart, and it just goes even more to my to my mind even more it it um, it proves that point that they were so, that they are so confident in solo that they can throw away forty five seconds like that and that it still definitely. have it float to the top of all that stuff that night.
1: I, I think it's very opportunistic. Um, i Mark. You guys discussed this at, at length. They didn't want to trample the Last Jedi theater run, and of course, we it's been said that there is a lot of like just uh just regular star wars people that like star wars and aren't hardcore star wars fans that might get confused by like wait a second there's a movie in the theater and now there's this trailer for what now and there's is that a like is that star wars is this star wars so they cut out that confusion i know the last jedi has left most of the theaters where where i am i think i can yeah. drive in the toronto and pick it up on some little low-rent theater if I still want to see it on a big screen. But, the, uh, but now it's gone, and it's completely run its course. But also, too, we've never had a Star Wars movie come out, what, six months after, after the previous one? Mm-hmm. Like, this is unprecedented. So they didn't want to trample on, on, on The Last Jedi, and now they, but they really want to promote this solo, and you know what? Super Bowl ads are pretty expensive. I know Disney has all the money in the world, but they only needed 45 seconds. You know, that's all they needed. They didn't need to spend their wad and like Tide did, trying to, you know, I mean, cover up whatever's Tide happened happening with the Tide company lately <laughs> with these challenges. So they didn't need this huge big thing. So I I, it, I think it was brilliant. And also too, we didn't, we've never had an opportunity where, yes, they had the teaser trailer, but they better get a real trailer out right away because we are we're four months away from this thing. Um, yeah. American Matthew, what do you think?
2: I agree. I think the, the fact that forty five seconds of uh teaser trailer just stole the Super Bowl show. It just I mean, if you really thought, I mean after the day after the Super Bowl, if you went, I went on Twitter and the one and one trailer everyone was talking about was uh, solo. And I know there was an Infinity War trailer, but I must have watched the solo trailer like five or six times and it's just it, it really shows you the 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 name that star Wars has that they can just say, this is star Wars come and have a good time. You'll enjoy it. And you you just, you know, go to a galaxy far, far away. And it just really kind of that, that amazing, amazing culture that, uh, that pop culture that star Wars has that even though it's not Harrison Ford playing solo, it's, it's that, that feel. And it it did feel very rogue one, which is fantastic. I love Rogue one. So, um, I'm excited. It it looks fantastic. So I just, I think, I think, yeah, I think the fact that it was the teaser and that's all it needed. And it was, it was up there with all the other trailers. And that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Matthew, what, Australian Matthew, what, is that what you were thinking of with the, I'm not sure how it, how well received the Super Bowl is in Australia. Like, do you guys, did Um, you, it
0: depends on, like, if you're into it, you're into it kind of thing. Like, I know a bunch of mates who are like avoiding, you know, super bowl spoilers the whole day and trying to get home and stuff. But right, um, it's getting more and more popular here because it's just something exciting to get involved with as well. I guess so. Also, a lot of people getting on a bandwagon, I guess. But you know,
1: yeah, of course. No, it's 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 one of those things. It's just uh, that's like I know, I know here in Canada we don't uh, not a lot of us watch uh, soccer or football as you say, but until the World Cup rolls around. And even then, yeah. our team hasn't qualified since like the mid '80s. So, you know, just, and and and, and if you, especially in the Toronto area, um, where everybody's from somewhere, everybody's an immigrant from somewhere. So it, it's uh, you'll see a, a the whole entire world represented on flags hanging off of cars. So you know mm. where everybody's grandparents live. come world cup we get that here as well man (laughs) yes yeah it's 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 strange because everybody's everybody's like i'll be watching and be like oh you're 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 from italy no 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 my my i'm my family's from italy like well you have you ever been no oh they're your team oh okay sure (laughs) (laughs) but i i i understand with having these these things like you said like i said the super bowl it's in australia obviously you mean they're you know there's no there's no Sydney Raiders or there's no Australian football team but it's it's still it's becoming a global thing and I know in North America and I know American math you can can uh back me up on this the Super Bowl is the be all and end all that is the it's mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a huge event especially in the states and it it's, sure. it's it's the perfect spot and like I said earlier 45 seconds was all you needed for mm-hmm. this thing and it was mm-hmm. and
2: mm-hmm. A beautiful um,
1: forty-five seconds. Yeah, absolutely, it absolutely. Was, it was. I was going to ask uh, Mark what, what what were your thoughts on now that you've seen the whole trailer and we've got another snippets. Uh, what were your yeah. thoughts on the forty-five seconds they used? Like, like, I loved there, it. yeah,
3: yeah, I loved it. I think I, I did a breakdown on the daily podcast the the, the next day. Yeah, because obviously being in the UK, I didn't see it when everyone else did. I woke up about one thirty in the morning and checked my phone. And I saw Tim commenting on it. Tim yeah. tracks. And I thought, all right, okay, this sounds good about the tone and how surprised he was about the tone and how much like Empire it was. I believe that was Tim's tweet. Um, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll make a beeline for it in the morning. So I watched it first thing, got a few thoughts together and then covered it on the daily. And I thought it was fantastic, really well judged. I think it's kind of given us our our lemoo sequence, like the 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 pre-credit sequ- uh, sequence that we're going to get with young Han going to sign up with the Empire. So I think we've gotten a little bit of a glimpse at some of that stuff. Um, I thought it was really well judged. It was just just um, enough to sort of tease that thing and the the sting at the end saying full trailer tomorrow was just inspired. And not not showing too much of Alden as Han as well was a good idea, I think, with the mm. just that little hero shot at the end that was very Peter Quill, yep. very Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought it was... Did the time justice really yeah. good.
1: I know when you when you mentioned that on the daily when you said as soon as you said Peter Quill because I was looking at it going, what is this? What is it? And the second mm-hmm. you mentioned that, I thought, oh, it's perfect. It's just it's exactly what they want, especially with with the success of that franchise. You want that <clears throat> swashbuckling character yep. that that may flip you the bird, but it's Disney, so it's okay <clears throat> because it's just yep. a You I mean it's? Uh, and what do you think of? Uh, I don't know if it was from the teaser. Or if it was from the actual trailer, where you see Amelia Clark having marching off that ship, and yes. it looks like she has that phasma strut, yes, with the cable. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: it just it's yeah. fantastic. I'm like, okay, I'm sold. I'm I'm yeah. on a- okay.
2: I was buying she a ticket. E-
1: yeah, I was buying a ticket either way. But it was just it's it's. I think 99 mm-hmm. percent of the fandom were very relieved. I know uh, Mark. We're part of a, uh, a Twitter message group for the star wars commonwealth and it's all the hosts from all around the star wars commonwealth it's a private group thankfully sometimes <laughs> 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 anyway, and it's basically Insider. yeah exactly it's 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 where we discuss commonwealth business or anything that comes up or and also to uh sharing it literally blew up and i know uh the crew from the skyhoppers they were nervous especially ash being a huge solo fan going oh okay. I, do i want this do I really want this? And then immediately going, okay, so she's good. Everybody's in and everybody's on board. So, what we're gonna do next is uh, we're gonna take a short pause. We're gonna to- Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office Hear about our uh, the VIP Patron program, and we'll be back with more of the roundtable.
3: If you'd like to support what we do here at Talk Star Wars, then head to Patreon.com/forward slash Talk Star Wars and become a patron. Your support will help us as we expand our programming to include further shows, and in return, you'll get access to an exclusive VIP Facebook group, a monthly prize draw weekly facebook live sessions, priority release podcasts, an exclusive daily podcast and a whole lot more. Head to patreon.com forward slash talkstarwars today and become a TSW patron.
1: back. So there you go. There's all the details to join the uh, VIP TS Talk Star Wars TSW patron program. So uh, we just had some huge news this week uh, aside from the solo trailer and all these other things that are coming out and we have rebels coming out here in a few weeks here at least well at least in North America we do because I, for some reason I don't know why in this age of technology it's two weeks behind for the UK which is ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah absolutely. Ridiculous. So no. it's, Please Disney fix that. We we we'd love to talk about these shows, except we have to keep buttoned up and wait for our UK friends to to see it before we can talk about it. And by the time we get to talk about it, nah, it's it's past. So <laughs> that's old news then. But uh, <laughs> we've had a okay. Aside from the Ryan Johnson <clears throat> trilogy coming out, we've had a, the, uh, the the D and D. Who what were their names? Mark, um, David Benioff and DB Wise. Yeah, they they do the uh, the Game of Thrones TV series. Obviously, they didn't. They I I guess they what did they rework the novels and do the screenplays from George yep. R. R. Martin. Yeah,
3: yeah, they're the pro, uh, exact producers on that show, I yeah. believe.
1: Yeah, so they take care of all that stuff. But they've signed on to do. Uh, we they never used the word trilogy, but they said a series of movies with Lucasfilm. If yes. I'm saying that correctly, so I'm going to throw it to American Matthew. What do you what do you think about all this? Like this. Uh, game of thrones is a isn't your typical television show hbo very edgy Uh, a lot of times they use a very hard r Um, i don't know if they'll go that way with the star wars stuff but what do you think about these two guys being showrunners for a new series of star wars movies
2: i think it's fantastic um i actually personally don't watch game of thrones it's something i never got into and now it's on season seven so I'd have to do a lot of, you know, back work to get to where everybody is now. But um, I would be totally in for a Knights of the Old Republic. And just to really dive into that, it's just especially especially before the Rule of Two was established, I'd love to see just dozens of Sith and Jedi just knock it out. I'd also like to see uh, the Mandalorians included in some form of Star Wars in a, in a greater way. I just think the Mandalorians are kind of something... I personally enjoy. I really like the armor. Fantastic. So, I mean, I would love to see them dive into that. I'd also like to see the, the, uh, the force projection that we saw. I'd love to see that incorporated into the uh, older, you know, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. I think that would be such a nice tie into to see Luke being able to do something that these Grandmasters did back back in the day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm 100% on with you. Um, Australian Matthew, what do you, what do you think? Uh, have you watched Game of Thrones yourself?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm right into Game of Thrones. Like, we've gone through the books, so I'm one of those people who just desperately wants the other books to be released to see what George, you know, how he would have tied up all the bits and pieces. But I absolutely agree. I'd love to see The Old Republic. Like, that's what I was maybe hoping Ryan Johnson would do. Or But mm-hmm. the fact that they got these two guys from Game of Thrones and The Old Republic being that kind of medieval kind of vibe to it, like the armor's different, there's proper plating and capes and all that kind of stuff. Like, it just seems perfect for them to get, like, stick their teeth into. But I want to ask um, uh, American Matt, do you reckon they'd go for the Revan-style Old Republic or the MMORPG, like, even well before that?
2: I actually don't know a whole lot about the oh, Old Republic. I know there was a video game, and I've just uh, very briefly touched on, you know, the major <laughs> Sith in the area. But um, never really dive too deep into it, so I don't really know too much about that.
0: Yeah, and even what you were saying before about the um, force projection stuff, it would be really cool to see, like, just to give those two guys full slow that they can use any sort of powers mm-hmm. they want. They can mix mission mash and, like, use, like, um, force choke and force lightning in the same move and stuff like that because, like, all this stuff, because of all the wars and things like that, this is a lot of – there'd be a lot of lost knowledge out there. So For sure. it'd be really For sure. awesome to see stuff we wouldn't even think about. Just being used to like, you know, bring a cup to your hand and stuff like that. Like the force wasn't some different thing back then. It was just, yeah, I'd love to see more force powers and saber abilities and all that kind of stuff. I reckon they could just go nuts for that field. But definitely the Old Republic, that's where I'd love to see it go.
2: I'd also like to see the, the, the dark side kind of pervert the force projection in a way that it, it, instead of using it to like, you know, Luke used it to save people they Would use it to trick people or in a way, um, like terrify them, or maybe they could force project something that that is like a, a, a past loved one or something like that, and really just kind of use the force in a darker way and just kind of pervert it in a way that the obviously like the dark side usually does with like force choking stuff like that. Also, I'd like to see, I'd like to see just. Just the the immense power behind behind the force, like you said, forgotten knowledge. And I would love to see. I would love because um, for me, it seemed like the Jedi, everything they didn't agree with, they classified as dark side, especially during the time of the the Clone Wars and stuff like that. They shunned away from a lot of the use of the Force. Um, and so, just to kind of see the Jedi um, before the before the legal kind of legalism that they implied to it, just to kind of see them open up to the Force, much like, uh, kind of like Qui-Gon or, um, or Luke, you know, obviously in A Last Jedi, just kind of, kind of see them use the Force in its natural way, which I'm hoping uh, we get to see Rey use too, kind of more of a Qui-Gon approach instead of a, instead of a, you know, a legal Jedi system, high tower temple kind of deal. Mm.
1: Yeah, I completely,
2: I, I, I love those points. Um,
1: guys, uh, what about, uh, sorry, what about, Mark, do you know anything that's hard and fast? What they are covering, or is this all just speculation?
3: Um, it's the hard and fast of it all is um, Bob Iger. Really, that's we've had the press release from Lucasfilm saying that um, David and Dan, David Benioff and DB Weiss, are going to be um, uh, they're going to be producing and writing a series of feature films movies set aside from the Skywalker saga. And it's going to be distinct from Ryan's trilogy of films. So there's definitely, they're setting a stall out that this isn't a trilogy. This isn't, this could be ongoing indefinitely. And we know that Bob Iger has revealed that he had spoken to those two creators about working on a TV show and they didn't want to work on a TV show. They had a very specific idea about movies, series of movies and set in a very particular time, which is where we've all drawn the conclusion now that it's going to be the old, Knights of the Old Republic. And it, it seems very clear that that's what it is, but there's no hard and fast reveal. No, nothing. Is, it, Bob Iger said in the in the quarterly onions call that he hoped they'd be able to bring us more information soon. Um, but I think it's worth pointing out, and this is kind of speculative on my part, at no point did they say theatrical releases right and Nathan Roberts mentioned to me last week in in the Facebook group that had I considered the possibility of them releasing feature length movies directly onto the streaming service because that would certainly certainly pull people to the streaming service and the minute he said that a bunch of things clicked into place and I thought this is a fantastic idea because you don't have the crowded uh, like now, I think this with this experience going into silo straight off the back of last year, it feels crowded to me. Um, there's a lot of confusion. There, 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 there's the potential for a lot of confusion with the casual audience. But if they if they drop a theatrical release Star Wars movie at Christmas once a year, and in the middle of the year they do an event release of one of these Benioff and Weiss films, one of the D D movies, on the streaming service. It gives people plenty of time to access it. it. Can access it when they want. There's no confusion because it's on a different platform. It's not like, but didn't I just see this? No, this is new. This is different. You have to be plugged into that service to get it. So there's, you know, there's not there's not a lot that's hard and fast at the moment. But there's a lot of I think really well rounded, well thought out theories about what this is. And it seems to be quite clear to me that that we're going to get a series of Knights of the Old Republic movies heading for the Disney streaming service
1: what i what i enjoy about this or especially saying a series of movies or no trilogy it could almost work like um pirates of the caribbean i'm not a huge fan of that franchise but they did their three and then they're like oh we got room for four so they can put out four and nobody's expecting four five six you mean seven eight nine like nobody like you're not expecting like the saga if you release star wars 10 you better have 1112 in the bank or people are going to be raising eyebrows. Like or they better be planned. Like, so here, if if they're successful, they can get away with, Oh, here's my, uh, here's, here's our movie. Here's two movies. Oh, you know what? Maybe we got room for two more, maybe three more, but not, Mm. it doesn't have to be, here's our trilogy. We got to wrap it up. Or if they realize, I know with a lot of, uh, um, I know even television shows like game of Thrones where they're coming from, there's a lot of characters. If, if they had their own network where they could just stream these things, they could go off and tell a billion different stories. And it might not take another, like I said, three movies or another how many episodes or maybe a season of this, a season of that. It just, it, it just sounds like the reins aren't going to be so tight. It's going to be more, tell the story you want to tell. You know, if it takes two movies, awesome. If it takes four, Go right ahead. Like, I, I like that where it's not so hard and fast. This is Star Wars. You better have three. And if successful, you better get three more coming.
3: Yeah, the other, the other nice thing as well is if you're not telling the Anakin story, you're not telling the Luke story, if you're telling a, a story about a period of time, you can hand the story off from one character to the next. And it yep. frees you up a lot because for us then, we're, we're going to be watching it thinking anyone can go at any given time and if you look at game of thrones i'm not i'm not a a viewer i'm not a fan of game of thrones i haven't really invested the time in it but from what i understand major characters drop like flies in that in that series right yeah don't
1: don't be attached to anybody
3: no so that's isn't that something that's missing from modern storytelling now if you put a big name star into a key role in a project chances are they're going to make it out of the third act and now we want to be able to take that away so that you know it's like harrison said about returning the jedi let's kill han and add some weight to this thing yeah if you if you've got a series where you can the story can jump from one crew of people to the next then all bets are off it's going to be tense isn't it
1: to watch oh it'd be fantastic yeah so that this is this is great i'm looking forward to it i can't it's just more star wars for us and like the the success of game of thrones and i'm a fan of the game of thrones television series and i can't wait till they come out with the final season so this is actually now i get to look forward to the final season of game of thrones and i can't wait till these boys wrap this up so they can get started on more star wars stuff for me mm-hmm.
2: so because exactly. yeah,
0: exactly. they said they're not going to get started until game of thrones is fully wrapped is, yeah. is that right yeah exactly yeah, yeah so.
3: they can't i don't think they can do that no
0: no it's too much on their plate
3: <laughs> which is fair enough yeah yeah
1: too many franchises now, now with
2: <laughs> With the with the David and Dan, do you think they'll take like a, a DC Marvel approach and have some like uh, individual stories? Um, so like, say you focused on this Jedi in this one and then a Sith in this movie and then in a collection movie, bring them all together and oh. kind of have like a, a, a battle. So have like four separate movies. What an idea. And <laughs> I love it. Just kind of bring them together. I would love what that.
3: What a fantastic idea, yeah. Because you could have... You can have, um, you could, yeah, you can definitely tell those individual stories where everybody starts to sense something happening. You have a Sith Lord where Thanos is in the MCU, and have a Sith Lord slowly rising to power, and this group of Jedi need to come together and to work out what it is. That's a great idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well done, yeah, Matthew. That's superb Justice, idea. Jedi Thank Justice you. League. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go with Justice League. I know this isn't the nerd room. We don't have to go with Avengers every time
2: i'm with justice league on you i'm with justice league there you go
1: i got another one of my i'm just, tim i'm just poking fun we love the nerd room <laughs> and, and, and we are very fond of marvel oh, Definitely,
2: definitely. <laughs> yeah, better not dying, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> excellent okay so um i just actually you know i wanted to bring one thing to the round table now that we wrapped up we got the solar trailer we have the uh we have the new uh, series of movies coming out now there's been talk of with their streaming service. There was talk of a television series now coming,
2: mm-hmm. possibly.
1: Mm-hmm. Rumors, it's still in the works. We're still, we don't know when the streaming service is going to arrive or what's going to what we're we going to get. Is it Disney? Is it we going to get everything like all the Marvel and all, you know all everything that un, that's under Disney's umbrella? So uh, this is what I was thinking. Say if you had a Star Wars series, and the, you know you have like the new Star Trek series is out, Star Trek Discovery. But how about you have a you have a running theme like so it's not episodic so you have a like a through line, so you have like thirteen episodes, but you can in inters- you can put different directors in for different episodes. Like I know the Star Trek one had uh, Jonathan Frakes come back. He's known as Commander Riker. He's directed a bunch of Star Wars stuff. He's directed a First Contact for Star Trek, which was probably one of the best movies out of the whole twelve they have or thirteen they have. Um. Mark, what do you think of, you know, like maybe episode three, Dave Filoni comes in and directs one because it, there is, it's very, maybe it touches on one of the characters that he had influence on and maybe Mm -hmm. in episode four, you had another, you mean you can interdisperse a lot of, I know there's a lot of talk about getting a lot of female directors on board. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can have somebody as a showrunner, you mean, or anybody who's going to be the showrunner, but now you can pull from anywhere. Like what if you, what if Mm. you had Jonathan Frakes come in and direct an episode of Star Wars? It like- yeah,
3: I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's a fantastic idea. And I think you, there's a lot of the um, – I looked to Star Trek, actually, Rob, when when we started talking about this live-action series. And, and the name um, Reed Morano has been attached to something, having met with Kathy Kennedy. And she, I know, is a producer and director on The Handmaid's Tale, and she's really hot property at the moment. She's been loosely attached to this live-action series, mostly by people like us talking about it mm-hmm. online. Um and then you've got in Star Trek you've got this long, proud history of cast members that managed to graduate up into directorial roles, like um Roxana Big Dawson on Voyager, she's now one of the players in in the field of directing on, on television. She started a career, that side of her career on Star Trek. So why couldn't something like that exist at Disney? On Star Wars, where you kick this thing off, you have one person overseeing the whole thing, because you know I've said this um untold amounts of times now now. We need that singular vision. We need that singular I think that's what Ryan is and that's what the boys, Benioff and Weiss, that's what their responsibility is gonna be in their respective fields, respective fields. And so I think that on the TV side you're gonna need one person overseeing that, and then you can roll in as many jobbing in directors, directors as you like. So why couldn't it be that um Reed Morano kicks the kicks the whole thing off, but then you get Ryan Johnson come in and do a film. Yeah. Uh, do it do a do an episode, excuse me, on, on of the T V show. Why not?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Or Gareth, or, like, or was, Gareth Edwards. Fantastic. Because I was thinking like same thing with the Star Trek. They had uh, Nicholas Meyer came in. He directed Wrath of Khan and yeah. he came in and directed episode one of Star Trek Discovery, this new series. Like it just feels like yeah. it's, 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 I think it'd be great. Uh, Australian yeah. Matthew, what do you think about having directors by committee for a new Star Wars series? Like love it. Absolutely love it. Especially with um Reed
0: Morano. I haven't seen the Handmaid's in but my fiance, she absolutely loves it. And anyone who's seen it really, really enjoys the show. And if you have her as the head honcho, the single mind, and of course like all writers and stuff contributing and, uh, giving out to various directors, like Gareth Edwards, I'd love to see an episode directed by him. But I reckon if you really wanted people to get in on this, like especially Star Wars fans are a bit like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if I'll go for the Disney Channel or not, get George Lucas to direct the <laughs> first episode, and go. that will bring in like yeah. an extra five million alone or whatever it is. Like, they'll have a ton of people coming onto their channel anyway just because of, you know, um, all the Disney movies from the back catalogs to now they'll eventually have daredevil um jessica jones all those series as well i mean and if you have george luke's come back and direct an episode like i don't know if they're gonna be like hour long episodes half hour 45 whatever but i reckon that would be a sweet song to sing for your very first episode for a brand new series in terms of where it could go though no one has any idea like we were talking about like the old republic before i'd love to see a series on it like sort of House of Cards, like espionage Game of Thrones, dodgy, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Like, I'm up for that adult kind of edge. Maybe not as hard as Game of Thrones, but, you know, it's something with a bit more bleakness to it. Like, it doesn't have to always be the hero wins at the end of the day, like, because that's not part of life, and that's what kind of The Empire Strikes Back was. Like, yeah. you finish that with, like, so many, like, you know, we've lost Han, Luke's lost a hand, you know, the, the Empire still as strong as ever. It was just a struggle that whole movie, so I don't know. Um, it doesn't I'm even have anything, to be about a hero. I've,
1: I've, oh, wait, what's that
2: American Matthew? It doesn't even have to be about a hero. You could do like a, a Boba Fett Punisher type deal and just have Boba Fett exactly. just go guns a blazing and take people out, you know. And it doesn't, yeah. you know, that because pres- you can get that raw kind of that feel mm-hmm. that that Boba Fett, especially for working for the Hutt's. I can imagine you can uh, definitely come across some pretty shady people. And you can always have it where the guys Boba Fett takes out are worse than him. So if you want to give it a kind of like an anti-hero, anti-hero, yeah, yeah. Because I would actually like to see a a a Boba Fett series or a TV show that takes place. I don't know if it's still canon if he escapes from the Starlak Pit, but I'd love to see it like after he got out. Because I, you know, I'm a huge fan of Bofet, and in my mind, he's always survived. Yeah, well,
3: uh, George did as well, so it's G-level canon. That's George's take on it that Bova survived.
1: And I think Robot Chicken covered some of him in the actual Starlight Pit, which is really, of course, they did. (laughs) Is that (laughs) C-level canon? Yes,
2: exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually, Chicken level. I know,
1: I know. Mark can speak to this, but uh, Australian Matthew, like you were saying, with how Empire Strikes Back ended. I know Mark and I are, are of an age where we were actually there, where that was. We had Star Wars, and then we had Star Wars two, The Empire Strikes Back, and this is how it ended. This was a first for everything, um, and and it it worked. Like I know in hindsight, everybody says, "Oh, Empire is the best movie." but at the time it was divisive but at the same time it hooked people it really it was a bold move to end on such a downer but uh, i think if they can use that example with the tv series like mark you were you were there when when it came out and it was released and we walked out of the theater going wait what now <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, endless, endless
3: conversations, de- uh, debates. It's no yep. wonder that I do this now because this is what I was doing when I was a kid in the schoolyard. Yeah, yeah. And what what was I mm-hmm, at the time? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was eight, yep. maybe nine years old. And so at the time, that's all we were talking about. No, he's lying. You know, that's the thing. And this is what George did beautifully. He'd sp- spoken to a bunch of psychologists. I don't know if you're if you're aware of this. It's pretty it's pretty common uh, element of Star Wars lore. Uh, George was concerned that. Um, children would be disturbed by the concept of vader being luke's father right and he Mm -hmm. spoke to an old banker psychologist and said how do you think this will play out do you think this will upset the kids do you think it will disturb the kids and they said that there's there's a a section of the audience that will just say uh, that will just accept it a section of children will just say well fair enough that's he's telling the truth and the ones that can't handle it will just say no he's lying and i fell into that camp So when I was a kid, it was like, no, he's lying now. This is clearly not possible. So by the time it was revealed in Return of the Jedi, I got hit by that thing twice. So it was was perfectly judged by George, that sort of reveal. And that tone, leaving that hanging in the air like that, we see it all the time now, don't we? Every TV series ends, every TV season ends with one of these moments now. Maybe nothing will ever be quite so heavy as Empire Strikes Back, but that's de rigueur
1: now. And also, too, we, did, we didn't have the internet, and of course, we were children, but we were kids, and like you said, in the schoolyard, where, but we didn't know that Harrison Ford was was thinking about not coming back for the third movie. Mm. We didn't know why We didn't have the internet. We didn't have, well, barely had a telephone. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad in the 80s, but we, you know, we were... <laughs> smoke signals. We were co- yeah. communicating with smoke signals, Rob. Yes, exactly. And we had to smoke a lot if I wanted to speak to Mark in the UK. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, we have to make those signals that, really big. <laughs> actually, it's funny that you said that uh, people would either accept it or they'd say he's lying because that's kind of what people are doing with Kylo now. They're like, "Well, okay, Ray's parents are nobody," or "Oh, he's lying." Uh, exactly. that yeah. one, no, numerous times people are like, "Nope, he's lying."
0: Yeah, it's the same thing.
2: I'm, I'm, oh, Luke said that
0: too. as well. That's not true. It's
2: impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ray kind of accepted it though.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's her truth. I think that might yeah. be where Kylo's getting it from. Because when they, when I mean, Snokes connected their minds as well. But when he probed her mind in um, The Force Awakens, he, he saw the island and he, he saw all that stuff through Ray. So maybe he just told her what she already knew. And that's where he got it from. He got it from her. I think that's what her vision was in the cave as well. I think that was her sort of digging deep and realizing I am all I've got.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, there you go, guys. Here we are. We're just coming to an end of another TSW roundtable. Uh, Again, we've barely scratched the surface because we've got an avalanche of news, especially with the solo trailer and the the new series of movies coming out from the Game of Thrones guys. And then there was a lot of uh, director talk with Kathleen Kennedy and everybody she's talking to and all these other stuff and the streaming service and the TV shows. But... Fear not. I know there's a uh, there's another podcast that comes out. I know every Monday morning, uh, TSW Talk Star Wars, uh, they <laughs> go incredibly in-depth, so they have, they will fulfill all your Star Wars needs, and if you're listening to this show, Azar, you've probably heard that one before. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go quickly around the table, and I'm going to ask the Matthews, I'll go to American Matthew first, if you've got anything going on, or if you've got anything you want to just give a shout-out to, or where they can people can find you if they want to reach out to you, like on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So, uh, American Matthew, where can people find you? Sure. You can,
2: uh, <clears throat> find me on Twitter at, @salvatore_chief, Salvatore underscore chief. And you can also go check out my, uh, YouTube videos. I have a lot of Lego stop motion animation up there. Uh, you can just type Matt Salvatore. And if you can't find it, cause I know it's not the first one that comes up, you can just at me at Twitter and I'll send you a link. Um, I got a whole lot of videos, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, famous lightsaber battles up there. So give that a like and uh, tell me what you think about them. Yeah, they're they, they're,
1: are, they are very good. Yeah, they're fantastic. I thank was I was I was able you. to see a couple later this week. So uh, Australian Matthew, do you got anywhere where people can find you if they want to reach out to, down under? That's okay. Uh, Sorry, that well, sounded horrible. just
0: mine. My, oh. my Instagram, oh,
2: right.
0: really. <laughs> it's exactly how it said sounds. Gil- Gilber delicious. <laughs> and also of course in the um Patreon Facebook group. So sign up to Patreon and you can find me in there perfect <laughs> nice well, you done.
1: well done
2: well Thank you said Matthew.
1: and and mark just just for the sake we make it around the table uh where can everybody find you offline or Nowhere. online <laughs> offline at my
3: house <laughs> <laughs> online i'm at talk Star Wars on twitter and you find everything else i do at talkstarwars.co.uk
1: and you can find myself, I am on Twitter, at RobertMMCast, and you can find me there, or you can find me hanging around the uh, the Facebook group with the, the VIPs, the patrons for Talk Star Wars as well. I'm always in there. And, of course, don't not forget, we are getting into the Talk Star Wars Retrospective Roundtable, where I'm taking various hosts from around the Commonwealth and VIPs from Talk Star Wars, and we're going movie by movie. And this was planned to fill the Fill, fill some gaps between the release of solo and episode nine, but we were worried we weren't going to have anything to talk about for a few <laughs> about a year, but apparently that's changed we're wrong. but we' are <laughs> like we we're forging ahead, so we've already phantom Menace, it's already it's already recorded and it's already in the bank there so look forward we're we're taking them one by one and we're going through the star wars retrospective and again, I have to uh, I have to mention we did steal the retrospective idea from the nerd room thank you Tim they're doing an awesome job
3: they didn't defend it vigorously enough
1: no and they're doing an they did an awesome job they did a complete uh, Marvel movie retrospective leading up to Infinity that's coming out in in April and it's it's just it was a fantastic idea and oh, wow. like Mark likes to say we like to steal from the best <laughs> so there you Certainly. go so until uh, next time we will see you around the roundtable